Hello, welcome to Academy Days, a podcast of fiction stories for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Now, grab something to doodle with, maybe a snack, and enjoy. Academy Days, Episode 1, A New Day. London Pella never thought her life would end this way. Whenever death crossed her mind, and at 16 this was rare, She imagined her ninety-five-year-old self leaning too far over the railing of a cruise ship. She would go out with a splash, but at least it would be in the middle of the Caribbean Sea. But dying of embarrassment behind the jammed door of a bathroom stall on the first day of school had never been part of her death plan. For five minutes, she pushed and yanked the bathroom stall door, but it wouldn't budge. Everybody knew the wooden doors swelled in the humidity of late summer and got stubborn sometimes, but never had London heard of a student being trapped like this. She slumped onto the floor, holding one sore hand with the other. Her fellow juniors were all sitting in second-period English class, listening to the first day of school rundown about grades and rubrics. Didn't one single girl at Easton Christian Academy need to use the ladies' room? London slid a foot out of her left shoe and rubbed a smudge on the toe with a wad of toilet paper. God, this year was going to be different, she thought. I mean, redemption is supposed to change your life, right? Last year had been sprinkled with, well, moments. Moments in detention, to be exact. But I was going to change this year, God. I was going to try harder. London glanced around the stall for a way of escape. The place must have been built sometime between the Middle Ages and the Civil War. Instead of the standard stall partitions, the cubicle had high wooden walls. She considered climbing over the door, but the splintering edge would do serious damage to her new uniform skirt. There was no other option. She had to yell for help. London took a deep breath steeled herself to be the school joke for the next seventeen years, and... The restroom door creaked open. Hello? London's voice burst out in a relieved yelp. No one answered. Can you help me get out of here? I'm stuck, London said, pressing her face to the centimeter gap between the door and the frame of the stall. She caught a glimpse of a girl with a frizzy braid folded up and secured by an enormous pink scrunchie. Lacey Winters. Only Lacey wore scrunchies that large. Lacey stood, mouth slightly open as if she thought she were hearing voices from another world. Lacey, it's me, London. Can you please yank on this stall door while I shove? Or go get the secretary to help me out? Lacey approached the door, going out of sight except for one white shoulder of her uniform blouse. Um, just pull on the handle? Lacey asked. The door jiggled slightly. Like this? London sighed. She would have to speak Lacey's language if she was ever going to get out of this prison. Harder, Lacey. Pretend you're Frodo and you have all the power of the One Ring. London had just enough time to press her shoulder against the door before Lacey let loose with a cross between a pig squeal and a puppy growl. The door shuddered and bounded open. London reeled into Lacey, and both girls stumbled against the already-full trash can. London straightened. Thank you, thank you, thank you, she gasped, swung open the restroom door, and dashed down the hallway towards Mrs. Tomer's English class. 
She stepped into the classroom, eyes scanning for an open seat. London, do you have a hall pass? Mrs. Tomer said, a stack of papers in one hand. London shook her head. Out of the corner of her eye, she saw her best friend Zoe watching her. Next to Zoe sat Chandler. He smirked as if to say, you never change. But I have. London bit her lip and backed into the hallway. I'll get one, she said. I'm sorry. Five minutes later, London finally slipped into the only empty seat located in the second row and right in front of Chandler Pace. This would have made London stay a year ago. Chandler wasn't exactly cute, but he was funny, and usually in the middle of anything interesting. London had crushed on him all last year, but he'd been too interested in a senior to notice. London decided to pretend Chandler didn't exist. One of the items on her this year will be different list had been no dumb stunts just to impress boys. Mrs. Tomer started passing out instructions for book reports. London took one and passed the stack over her shoulder without turning around. Suddenly, her chair jerked backwards three inches as Chandler tugged the papers out of her hand. London glanced down to see one of Chandler's feet locked around her chair leg. What did you do? he whispered. Why were you late? London turned slightly and shook her head. Chandler's whisper only got louder. Are you in trouble already because I offer counseling for the delinquent teen? My office is table 10 in the cafeteria. Meet me. We'll talk. London gritted her teeth and tried to scoot her desk forward in line with the other desks in her row. But Chandler had a foot hooked around both chair legs now. She was stuck. Chandler started to hum. London Bridge is falling down. He stopped mid-tune and whispered, London, what did you do this summer? Visit the Queen or anything? She took back that part about his being funny. What a dork. Here, Chandler poked her shoulder with something, and London reached back to bat whatever it was away. Instead, Chandler pushed it into her hand. London looked down at Chandler's face, smiling up at her from his driver's license. Whoa. She took back that part about his not being cute. What had happened to him over the summer? Got it yesterday, he whispered. His whisper was anybody else's normal volume. Mr. Pace. London jumped and tossed the card over her shoulder at Chandler. Mrs. Tomer's voice held that scary calm note that meant, Warning! We all took the time to congratulate you on your license before class. Put that away and pay attention, please. London, you've already missed some important information. Please focus. London bent her head over her book report rubric and considered stomping on one of Chandler's giant shoes currently tapping a rhythm against her chair. When the bell rang, London grabbed up her backpack and sped towards the classroom door. Maybe she could be early to her next class. Why are you mad at me? Chandler's voice came from right behind her as she stepped into the hallway. London pressed her lips together. The drama. She'd vowed to leave that behind, too. Someone else edged in next to her. Are you okay, London? Zoe asked. London sighed in relief. Zoe understood. Zoe had made her own this-year-will-be-different list. Stick with me, will you? London whispered. She turned to Chandler. I'm not mad. She said, really? Chandler arched his eyebrows at her and stuck his nose in the air. Too good to talk to me then? No. 
Shanla grinned. Good. See you at lunch. He sped off down the hallway, put one of his friends into a headlock, and yanked him through a classroom doorway. You're sitting with him? Zoe asked. No. London hiked her bag up higher on her shoulder. At least, should I? Would it be rude not to? Zoe shrugged. Do you want to sit with him? London was about to say no again, but stopped herself. I, I'm just not sure it would be best. Zoe nodded. I get that. She peered over her shoulder, and London followed her gaze to where Xavier stood. He leaned one shoulder against a locker door as he stared down into the face of Rilla Myers. London looked back at her friend. Zoe had this weird expression on her face. Maybe she was jealous? Xavier was her boyfriend, after all. Are you okay? she asked. Zoe pulled her eyes away and started on down the hallway. I'd be better if I didn't have to take calculus this year, but as my best friend, I'm sure you realize you're responsible for helping me to pass. London snorted. Yeah, right. The girls entered the classroom and found seats together. She greeted a few friends she hadn't seen all summer. Did you hear about the lemo this morning? Wendy Wells asked. A lemo? Zoe's eyes got big. Here? Wendy nodded. It just kept cruising by the school this morning while everybody was getting dropped off. I heard the security guard threaten the driver with his taser. London laughed. He doesn't carry a taser. Wendy shrugged and lowered her voice to a whisper as the teacher hushed the room. Security on the grounds is supposed to be intense this year. I bet some of the teachers even carry. Wendy pursed her lips and turned away. London exchanged a grin with Zoe. Where did Wendy get this stuff? She watched as a student aide began to pass out calculus books and took a deep breath. Okay, she was on time. Fresh class, fresh start. Right, here goes. A half an hour later, London was feeling pretty good as she worked through problem number 10 of her calculus homework. Then, a tinny voice sounded through the speaker on the classroom telephone. London, Pella, please come to the principal's office. London jerked. She'd heard those words too many times before. This cannot be good. At a nod from the teacher, London hurried downstairs to the second level, where the administration offices were located. She knocked on Principal Dawkins's office door. London, he called out. Come on in. London edged into the room. She glanced at the chair facing the principal's desk. She'd sat in that chair one too many times. Maybe she'd just stand. Having a good start to the school year? Principal Dawkins asked. A pleasantry? Since when did their conversation ever start with pleasantries? She nodded. Good. Now, I noticed you didn't sign up for the mentorship program at registration. I wondered if I could change your mind. Principal Dawkins held up a page of names and columns. We'd really like to get more upperclassmen involved since so many underclassmen expressed interest. London shuffled her feet. It's just, I have a pretty good relationship with my youth pastor's wife. That's generally where I go, you know, for counsel and stuff. She felt her face turning red. The principal nodded. I'm glad, but I think some of the students misunderstood the nature of the program. 
is not so much a counselling situation as a support system. Honestly, London, the administration would like to see you using your decision to follow Christ to influence some of the younger students that look up to you. He kept talking, but London could hardly pay attention. People actually wanted her to influence others? Her. London Pella, of all people. Thank you for listening to episode one of Academy Days. If you enjoyed, go ahead and listen to episode two. Thank you to Ashley Plank for Academy Days cover art and to Michael DiStefano for Academy Days theme music. Once again, thank you for listening.